Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Chell Pod, your friendly neighborhood, non-misogynistic hockey podcast. I am your hostess. My name is Haley, and this week I am talking with Emma Dowsett. She is a sports writer with Sports Girls Club. She's also a youth soccer coach and a huge hockey fan, and we had a good time chatting about all things hockey, coaching, sports writing, and we just had a lot of fun, so I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. But before we jump into it, I did want to touch on the Women's World Juniors. They concluded this morning, and Team Canada took home the bronze, uh, Czechia took home the silver, and the Team USA took home the gold. So we have gold coming home from the men and the women this year in the World Juniors, which is Super, super exciting, and it was an incredible game, incredible performance by Team USA and all of the ladies involved in that tournament. Um, I'll get more into it next week, and I will also get more into the news flash groundbreaking Jamie Drysdale and Cutter Gauthier trade that happened this week. I'll talk all about that next week because as a Jamie Drysdale lover... I have some opinions, and (laughs) yeah, we'll get into that, but I just wanted to touch on those two things before I start with my interview, Um, but I hope you enjoy. Please follow me everywhere at WhatTheChellPod, subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening on, and leave me a rating or a review. It really gets What The Chell out there and boosts me in the algorithm so that more people can hear this podcast and become fans just like you. Okay, guys, enjoy my interview with Emma Dowsett. Hi, Emma. Thanks so much for hopping on the episode with me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Um, So why don't you just start off by kind of telling us about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? What do you like to do in your free time? Just give us a little intro all about you. For sure. So um, I'm Emma. I'm 18 years old and I'm in university right now. I'm in a journalism and digital media program. And I'm just like a huge sports fan. I always have been since I was really young. All sort of sports all across the board. Um, And I just, I write. I used to play. Uh, just all those sort of things. So pretty, pretty sports-based kind of person. Love that. What did you play? I played soccer for about 11 years. Oh, wow. Nice. Do you plan to do that again post-university? Do you want to get back into the sports playing world or do you just want to kind of stick on the the other side of things? Um, I haven't played since I was about 15, but I'm coaching now, so I'm still involved with it. I just don't see myself playing. I, I like being on the coaching end of things better. So, yeah. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. I'll have to ask you a little bit about that later. Haven't had any coaches on yet. That's awesome. Um, so how did you get into sports? I see you're particularly into hockey and soccer. Mm-hmm. Kind of how did that get started for you? Well, uh, I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing soccer since I was about five. My whole family on like my dad's side have all been playing. They're all English. They're all Scottish. So like, obviously that's a big, huge part of our life on that end. Yeah. Um, my uncle's a coach. My cousins used to play their coaches now as well. My brother played. So that was like the soccer side of it. My grand, my granddad was a huge Arsenal fan. Um, so that was my whole like 
childhood of sports was playing it. But hockey, um, I was taken to my first game when I was like four months old with my parents. And then vividly remember Aww. going like a five-year-old and I've just been a huge fan of it since then. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. So it's really just been like a lifetime thing for you just yeah, since day sure. one. Yeah. I love that. That's so cute. Who are your teams in both the, the hockey and the soccer world? Um, in soccer, uh, I'm a Liverpool fan. So in the Premier League, that's my that's my my team. My mom is from Liverpool, actually. So kind of a family oh, cool. connection on that end. I do like Arsenal, though, because like I said, my granddad was a big was a big Arsenal fan. And so so was my dad and my my aunt. Um, and then my hometown, we have a team as well. We play in the Canadian Premier League. So the Cavalry is my my hometown team here. And then in hockey, I'm a big Calgary Flames fan, um, but I also like the Devils as well. So those are my my two teams for hockey. Nice. Who are your like stand players who for each team? For the Flames, it used to be controversial. Matthew Kachuk, he was my okay favorite player. I loved him. I think he came in when I was like 11, maybe, and then just my favorite player until he left. I also loved Sean Monahan. That was my first ever nice. like proper crush I had. Hockey, Aww. hockey aside, I loved Sean Monahan. Um, and then now I'd say like I I'm a big Noah Hannafin, Dustin Wolf. I really love Dustin Wolf. He's an AHL goalie, but comes to play with us quite a bit. And yeah, then, I've seen him play a few times. He's good. He's good. I love him. And then he's amazing with the Wranglers as well. Like an insane goalie. For the Devils, or just actually all around, I really love Nico Heischer, just as okay. a as a captain, as a Devil. Yeah. Just, he's probably my favorite player in the league right now. So yeah, love Nico Heischer. Nice, love that. He is he's so fantastic. Like he's just it's so insanely talented, and just yeah. like he seems like he leads really really well. Yeah. Like, I feel like there are some captains across the league where it's like. Uh, I don't know if you would have been my first choice for yeah. captain or not, but I feel like he's a good one for sure. Yeah. He's definitely like a quiet kind of leader, but those are always the best ones. So he's re- he's really yeah. good. So. I agree. That's great. That's so cool. I love it. Um, so do you live in the in Calgary? Is that yeah. how you became a Flames fan? Yeah, I've lived in Calgary my whole life. So I only really had the one team choice here. I could not be an Oilers fan if like that was not a choice for me. Um, so yeah, Calgary, Calgary, born and born and raised. So that that's my that's my team now. So I love it. I feel like the the Calgary Edmonton rivalry just runs so deep. It's like oh, sure. if you're one, you are absolutely not a fan of the other. Like there's no way the other team playing them. If it's like if it's Vancouver against the Oilers. You're you're cheering for Vancouver. You don't want to, but it's the, the lesser of two evils on that end. So, anything but the Oilers is the phrase I learned growing up. Oh my gosh, I love that! I literally just two guests ago, I had a huge Oilers fan oh. on, and she was basically saying like the same thing about Calgary. <laughs> yeah, it's such a heated rivalry. I wasn't allowed to go to a game of theirs, like a Battle of Alberta, until I was twelve. 
Like I wasn't allowed to because Ooh. it gets so heated. And even then I had like- It's like rated PG-13. Exactly. I had like beer spilt in my hair. I had grown men yelling at me. I was like, this is too much, but it's fun. Okay, that's a little excessive. <laughs> but, and then I went to the Hair Classic this year. So that one was- <gasps> That's so exciting. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How cool. Tell me all about that. That seems like so much fun. So it actually, it started with, I really wanted to fly out to Vancouver with my dad to see the Canucks versus the Devils. And he was really game on it. Like he was ready to go. He's like, we'll get home. Cause we were on a trip at the time and he's like, we'll get home. We'll book it. It'll be a fun little thing we'll do. And then I told him the day and he was actually going to be in Toronto for work. So I was kind of upset about it and he was a little upset too. And he ended up surprising me with tickets to go to the Heritage Classic game. And oh, how sweet. Yeah, so I just like, he tried to get me to say like I was going to a movie or something to open his phone wallet that the tickets were just to double check the movie tickets were in there. And I ended up seeing that there were the Heritage Classic tickets and I was, I freaked out. I actually ended up crying. I was so excited. Aww. And so we drove up the day of the game met up with my dad's best friend. He was also going, his daughter surprised him with the tickets. So we met up, went to the, went to our seats. We had really, really good seats. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I was thinking we're going to be having to like use binoculars, but we had, (laughs) I was really excited about that. It was packed. Um, Obviously lots of Oilers fans, but there's quite a few Flames fans there. I actually ended up buying um the jerseys we wore that game because I had a really oh, nice I still have my Sean Monaghan one from like 2013 <laughs> I need a new one so I got myself yeah. one if you're gonna update it might as well get a cool one like that for sure and I ended up getting Kadri on the back and he scored his first of the season that game so I like to think that Aww. I had something to do with that um oh you're yeah. obviously the good luck charm oh, for sure and then I went to the next game and he scored again so yeah but it was just an overall, like, really fun experience. Um, There's fireworks at the end. We lost, obviously. But, yeah. Yeah. But it was that is so cool. I feel like those outdoor games are just such a, like, special atmosphere mm-hmm. and such a unique experience. Yeah. It was packed. Like, you could not walk anywhere. That concourse was not built for that many people. But <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So it was, it was a good time. That's so cool. How fun. Mm-hmm. Um, While we're kind of on this topic of fun experiences, what is the coolest sports-related experience or story that you've had? Um, I'd say it would probably be this summer. I went to the Flames Development Camp this summer. Uh, Oh, okay. There in – just to, like, write for a story I was writing, that was sort of the goal. Um, But the – media girl for the Wranglers, Olivia, she, I had spoken to her a few times before this and I was like, I'm going for media. Do you like know anything? Like, could you give me any advice? And she's like, just come find me. I'll help you out. I found her early in the day and she just kind of took me under her wing. We did interviews with the players. We filmed the TikToks. So a lot more of what I was there for, but I I got to, dressing room. I got to talk to some of the guys. I did interviews. Like I watched her do the interviews and I helped film the TikToks and um, just like helped direct a couple things that I wasn't really supposed to be, but they thought I was. So like I'm waiting outside oh. of the dressing room while the, the players are going in to get like their headshots done. And they thought I was like 
directing them where to go. So I'm standing there and like, oh. all, like on their phones because they all got matching shoes. They were all in their matching shoes and they all were on their phones and like waiting for me to direct them into their room. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just observing. <laughs> yeah. You can go in now, I guess. So I think that was a, Oh my gosh. How cool. The summer. So yeah. That's so cute that they all had matching shoes. I know. But they were like not even nice shoes. They were like nice quality shoes, but they were like a bright neon orange. And I just did not like them. <laughs> That's an odd choice. Yeah, I know. But wait, what what were they like wearing on top? Were they wearing like their jerseys and like shorts or they were just wearing like black flames, like training tops and shorts, but they were all wearing oh, okay, okay. colored shoes. And I just like, you all look like highlighters walking in this room. <laughs> but I mean, it's easy not to lose anybody. They're all quite young. Yeah. Kids, like don't want to lose anyone. Just give them bright neon shoes. That's so funny. I mean, you know, like, you know, who's supposed to be there and who's not <laughs> when their feet glow like the sun. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. How were the the rookies for the Flames this year? How are they doing? Are they looking good down on the Wranglers? What's what's that looking like? Um, I am quite impressed actually. We've done our young our young guys have really helped us quite a bit. Uh last year we didn't have very many. We had Jacob Pelchier come up. Um, but he obviously got injured preseason, which was a big yeah. blow to us. But Dustin Wolf's been up a couple times. Um, I was at his NHL debut last season, him and Matt Coronado, I was there. And that was oh, a really nice. good game. It was against San Jose. And uh, we won that game. Coronado almost scored a couple times, but he didn't. Um, Coronado was was good at the beginning of the season. He's been down with the Wranglers now. so And he's he's done really well with them. So, But a couple of our other guys, like uh, we've had Martin Pospisil come up. We've had... Connor Zari obviously has been fantastic. So just a lot, a lot of things to be excited for as a Flames fan with our young guys. But yeah, I mean, overall as a team, we're a little struggling right now, but our young guys really give us some hope. So yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it is being a Capitals fan right now too. <laughs> it's like the Capitals are struggling hardcore, but like things are looking really good, like down in Hershey and we had, a handful of guys in the world juniors yep. just now and like and things are looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good for the next, you know, handful of years. I think we'll start turning it around. And then you obviously got our She's guy, like, you got Matthew Phillips from us. So that was yeah, yeah. Big, big for you guys. Not so much for us, but yeah, no, I know big loss for you. Although he's honestly not doing so hot. No, he scored his one and only goal against us and then hasn't done much after that. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I scored one. That's enough. Yeah. Against my old team. Didn't play me. But yeah. Yeah. So. So who knows with him? But yeah, it's it. I this is really one of the first seasons that I've been like super into um, like the AHL and like prospects and, and rookies and stuff. Um, and it's so fun to see. Yeah. Like, it's so cool to like watch them thrive and 
and do really well. And then when they finally get called up and just like, it's, it's so, so much fun to follow. Like they're just such like sweet, wholesome, happy little guys. And I just love it for them. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I never really used to pay too much attention because our AHL team was always in California. They played in Stockton. Um, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They were the Stockton heat. And then just last season they played their first as a Calgary Wranglers team. So I got to go to games. We were really into like watching the prospects come in and like our draft picks where they were going, if they were going to play in college or if they were coming straight to us. Like, so it's been really fun to, to watch that and watch them develop and grow and play obviously with us now in the, in the NHL. So. Yeah, that's so cool. I had no idea that they were in Stockton. Yeah. I had kind of thought it was they were always in Calgary. That's so cool that you guys have your teams in the same city now. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really helpful. We got three three professional. We got our uh, WHL team, our AHL team, and our NHL team all playing in the same rink. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And how good for those guys too to get that full like NHL mm-hmm. arena experience even when they're younger yeah for sure it's gotta like feel really great I feel yeah. like to be automatically playing in that that environment probably settles the nerve a little bit when you're yeah and there's like 16,000 people watching you and you're like oh this is yeah it's nothing so yeah that's so cool are Wranglers games like well attended um they are for the most part there's a couple that are on the lower end, but depending on the game, the situation and like the team they're playing, the ones that I've been to have been quite, quite popular. So. That's so fun. I haven't been to an AHL game yet because um, the, I live near Anaheim. So the Anaheim ducks AHL team is in San Diego, which is like a little bit farther away. And then when I lived over in DC, the team was in a completely different state. So it's like, I just haven't been able to go to one. I have been to an ECHL game, mm-hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun. They, like, blew their te- the other team out of the water, so that was exciting, an yeah. exciting win. But, yeah, I want to make it to a goals game or yeah. uh, Ontario Reigns pretty close to me, too. Yeah, they're they're good. I've been to a – like, I saw the goals play here. That was a pretty, pretty okay. fun game. I want to see the Rainer here, I think, next week. So I kind of want to go to that one as well, but – We'll see. Oh, nice! Yeah, you should. And you get you get to sit so much closer because like they're not insanely yeah. expensive. I mean, depends on where you are, but it's a lot of fun to to be at that sort of atmosphere. It's a lot different from an NHL game, but not in like a bad way. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to go to a teddy bear toss game yeah. so bad. <laughs> I know I wanted to go, this year, just... but I worked, so I couldn't go. Oh, that seems like the most fun. I also want to be the guy that like scores and summons like hundreds of bears raining down on yep. you like <laughs> that would be so much fun I would love that oh my gosh I always love the pictures where they're just like doing snow angels and the teddy bears and like, we, like they just diving. look so happy a pile of stuffed animals is so much fun that's the dream honestly yep <laughs> You have been an intern and writer for Sports Girls Club for three semesters now. So just kind of tell me about that experience. Um, what do you write? What's that like? What's involved in it? It seems like it must be a lot of fun since you continue to do it uh, semester after semester. 
Yeah, so I started with them in like end of April of 2023. I uh, just randomly applied. Like I was just sitting on my phone doing nothing and I saw this, so I applied for it. Um, and I was brought on as a writer for, I was specifically writing for soccer at that point. Um, okay. So like my first article was about ACL injuries in women's soccer. And then I kind of went from there. And the team of it was just like the CEO, everybody who works there is a really just amazing group of women. And uh, it focused a lot on like networking on how to branch out and speak to other people in the industry. Like a lot of them have experience working in the NHL or working with um, other within other sports and stuff. So it focuses a lot on networking as well as like building your skills and honing them in on your specific like wants and and careers so there's um positions in writing editing we have content creators we have people working on our on our twitter accounts and like instagram stories and pinterest boards and all of that so uh when that ended in i think it was about july end of july i applied again and i got in again for soccer the same this one um and then that went really well. I did an interview with a girl named Olivia, who I said earlier works for the for the Wranglers. That went really well. Um, it was one of my most viewed articles that I had written. And then oh, that nice. ended. Again. So I was like, this is a really good experience. Like, I've loved this so much. Might as well do it for the third time. Uh, and then I applied for a different, um, not a different position, but a different topic writer. And now I'm working in the women in sports feature uh, portion. So I interview women in either working in sports, fans of sports, um, as a player themselves coaching. And I write articles about that. And then somebody makes a post correlating to my article and then it gets posted and everybody can read it. So, yeah. That is so cool. Um, so you're working in kind of the women in sports space now. Is there a favorite person that you have been able to interview or speak to or a favorite article that you've written? Um, I haven't done too many as of yet. We've just sort of started our, our third semester. It started officially last week, but I was working just before, like I had been notified that I had been given it before everybody else had for, for a specific rebranding of the company. But um, I've interviewed, it's not out yet, but I were I talked to Cassidy Sampson, who is a marketing licensing coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. So that was oh, cool. very interesting. I'm not a huge football fan, so hearing from someone who works in that industry was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be, which was really fun. And then I spoke to Olivia McDonald, who works with the Wranglers. She also now works um, with the Flames a bit as well, and she does stuff with the National Lacrosse League. Um, so that oh, cool. And then. I've spoken to um, Sandra Prasina, who is the who's a commentator for the Wrangler. She was the first female commentator commentator in the AHL. So I spoke to her when I was. Oh, there. that's fantastic! Yeah, those are sort of the three big ones that I've done, and I and I really love them. I think they're really really cool people, but also like I was really proud of the work that I did with them. So. That's so awesome. Wow. Is there um, a particular way that we can find your articles that you've written? Do you have like a 
particular section on the website or can we look up your name? How can we find those if my readers want to check them out? Um, I think with the rebranding of the website, you can just look at the blogs that are on sportsgirlsclub.com and they should be linked somewhere in there. They're either in the, the soccer or other sports section or in the women in sports features, but they're also um, linked all on my Instagram as well in, in my stories on there. So yeah. Nice. That's so cool. I love that. I um, think that's absolutely a fantastic way to get into the sports world is um, to just go for it, to do an internship like that. And I know like Delaney and Brienne are so such fantastic people and they're so passionate about it and passionate about just helping girls grow and thrive in the sports world and in that space. And I think they've just created such a phenomenal space for it. I just, I love their social media and just the message that they have and the mission that they have and their conferences. Like I've kind of been following them since the beginning kind of for a while. Um, And it's so been so much fun to see them grow the way they have. And yeah, that's just, that's so fantastic. It's, it's a lot. It's really rewarding to just be on even having like such a small part in it, seeing them grow from the beginning of the year to where we are now is is really rewarding and um, just such a, like a fun experience to be a part of and such a fun community to be a part of. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's so great. Um, Kind of in that same vein, um, in your opinion, kind of what are the best and the worst things about being a woman in sports? Um, I'd say the best is probably by far the community that you have around you just even with being with Sports Girls Club, like that's just such a empowering, um, uplifting community of, of women who all want the best for each other and all want to see each other succeed. So that's probably the best is just like the community that you build, just being able to put yourself out there and knowing that a bunch of other women have your back. Um, I'd say the worst part though is just the constant comments and uh, doubts that people have just because you're a girl, I think is, is tough. Mm -hmm. You're not really taken seriously until you, like, until they feel that you've proved yourself, but you don't have to prove yourself to anybody as long as you're doing what you love and what you want to do. Their, like, their opinion doesn't matter because you know that you're supported by it, by other women. So the, just like the comments, the, the stupid things like that are, are a little bit, frustrating but they're severely outweighed by by the the pros of being in this community so yeah yeah for sure it's such a fantastic community like Mm -hmm. every woman that I have met through um, doing this podcast and through writing and through you know Instagram and Twitter and like they're just all so great and so we're so supportive of each other and so kind to each other and I feel like there's not that whole like mean girl competition vibe that people kind of believe that women have. Like I feel like specifically in the sports space and obviously I'm most involved in the hockey side of things. It's just like, we just love each other and we support each other and encourage each other. And it's, it's so fantastic. Yeah. It's such a, like, I'm lucky I've, I've been a part of like so many different sides of it. Like being a, uh, an athlete being obviously coaching now like a lot of the people that I coach with are all women and like being able to be as coaching for as long as I have like you see the number of girls that are participating in it grow 
like even from such a young age, like I coach four-year-olds to 13-year-olds and the amount of girls have just grown is is so like rewarding to see because you know that that's like you're part of that reason a little bit. And then like being an athlete, you see all these girls, right? Like you, you're supporting them and then being just a fan of it. You're seeing all of these people joining and being like, help me figure out what team I should support. Like I want to join this community. So it's a lot of fun and it's very um, rewarding to be a part of. Yeah. I feel like women in sports and sports, um, like women's sports and then women in the sports space. Like I feel like there's just been an explosion in the past couple of years and it's so cool to see and be a part of. And like you said, it's just really, really rewarding for sure. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your coaching. You kind of just briefly mentioned it now. How'd you get started with that? And, um, what's that experience? Like I've never played sports or coached sports, so I don't know anything about that world. Um, so when I stopped playing soccer, I took a little bit of a break from it. And then my cousin who my two cousins still work, they still coach for the club we played for growing up and they've been a part of it. Like my uncle, like my whole family on that end has been a huge part of that club for the last couple of years. And she just kind of approached me and was like, I need somebody to, to, to cover this. Would you be able to? And I said, yeah, for sure. And at that point it was just overseeing things. So I wasn't actually coaching at that point. I was just sort of setting up fields, explaining to parents and stuff, how things were working. And then I got brought in to coach during the winter seasons because we were indoor and we had more kids, less parents. So we were coaches. And so that point it was, it was about three-year-olds who you're doing like super basic things like running, kind of kicking the ball at their feet, just sort of just super basic things Mm -hmm. and going up through age groups where I now like coach academies. So it's 11, 12 year olds and I do camps. So like 13, 14 kids, like from all different age levels who are all at different levels of like experience and um, like like competition wise. So Coaching has really just been a way for me to get back into the sport without playing it, but also helping grow kids' passion for it because that's like what the that's what the big thing is in my opinion. Like if you're passionate about it, go for it. Because some of these kids' parents will just force them into doing it, but you can tell when they really want to be there. They're having fun, they're excited, and they love coming back. And that's the most important thing. And that's I think the best part of being a coach is you know that you're part of the reason they want to come back every, every day because they're enjoying it because you're helping them enjoy it. Yeah. That's so fantastic. It sounds like it's got to just feel really like inspiring to see these, these young kids coming up and, and developing their passion for it and getting to see them excited. And I'm sure you build such great relationships with them. Like I work with kids um, in the education space mm-hmm. and just like that's one of my favorite parts it's just getting to like build relationships with them and watch them grow and change over time yeah. and that's so cool yeah I've known because I've been doing it for so long there's a couple kids in there that I've known since they were like six years old and they're 11 now so I'm like it's insane to be like I've known you and I've seen this whole journey that you're on and it's it's really 
it's really inspiring to to see that. Yeah, that's sweet. Do you only coach girls or do you coach uh, mixed genders or how does that work? Uh, so for us, like you're on mixed teams from the age of three to about nine or about eight, sorry. Okay. And then from nine and above, you're on you're on your specific teams. So I just coach all all around. So mixed teams and then boys and girls. So Cool. That's so fun. I love that so much. I bet it's so cute too, the little, little ones oh, watching them. For sure. Just for sure. And I feel them. like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I feel like when little kids play soccer, there's no strategy involved. Oh. It's just, <laughs> I'm going to stay clo- as close to the ball as possible yeah, and just sure. everybody runs in the same direction. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it is. Or there's some kids who just like stay in the net because they want to be goalie. So they just kind of stand there and just let the ball pass them. <laughs> It's the cutest thing ever to watch, so. That's so cute. I love when at um, at hockey games, they have, like, the the little mm-hmm. kids come on and play at intermission. That's, like, one of my favorite things to watch because they're just they're, – they can barely skate half yeah. the time. Like, they're just trying to stay up. Yeah. And then they have <laughs> and the interviews. So cute. And the interviews are the best part. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. Like, they ask a question <laughs> – I don't know. No. It's like just. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's so cute. I love little, little sports kids. They're just, they're the cutest. Yeah. They truly are. Um, Okay. So how do you want to continue to stay involved in the sports, sports world? Obviously you're, you're very involved in multiple ways now. How do you kind of see that going in the future? Where do you want to take it? Uh, I obviously am still going to be a huge fan of, of everything, of hockey, soccer, football, the whole nine yards. But my my end goal is really just working in sports full time. Like I'm in school right now for journalism and I want to be a sports journalist, uh, either in, in the NHL or in the Premier League in England, like just covering things that I'm passionate about. So covering specific teams or players or events and tournaments that's sort of the end goal for me. That's how I want to continue my my journey in sports while also continuing to be a big fan and also continuing to inspire little kids going into the sports um, just by being like someone they can look up to or someone they can talk to about things or a mentor for anybody like that. Those are sort of the ways that I want to keep going and grow the sports and grow the communities. That's so great. So your your dream is like, NHL or Premier League, like you're shooting for the stars. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the goal. Um, do you want to, do you think you want to kind of go for that right out of college? Or do you think you kind of want to work in other sports spaces or other journalism spaces first? Or I know you're, you're just, you're only 18. You're just yeah. barely in college, but yeah. what's your like absolute dream? I think... Well, the time that I graduate will be the next World Cup, the Men's World Cup, and that'll be in Canada. Oh, nice. So hopefully. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, hopefully my first goal straight out of university will be be there working it at some capacity, whether it's like volunteer or like media or anything. That's the first sort of goal to, to do right out of university and then just build off of that, whether it's covering the CPL or the MLS or 
or the AHL, just sort of any way that I can build myself into getting to that end goal of of being working in the NHL or working in in Europe in any of those leagues. But the Premier League is sort of my my hope and my dream for that. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I it's so exciting to to just see all of these people and to meet all these people that have such. Um, you know, such big dreams for themselves and such high aspirations. And I just, I'm like, I'm just cheering you, all of you guys on so hard. I'm like, I just want everyone to succeed and get their dream. And I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So my final question that I have that I ask everybody I interview, um, because it is well known on this podcast that I am a huge Swifty and have been for ages. Um, so I ask everybody, what is your favorite Taylor Swift song or songs if you can't choose? Um, that's tough. I love so many of them. I think right now I'm always listening to illicit affairs. That is like my heartbreaker song I love that song so much it's so good it's amazing I love it um and I'd also say probably back to December is one of my my favorites oh you like the sad girl box oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) you're in your sad girl era right now that was me as a kid in my room jamming on my air guitar like that those that was my album just that whole one so if you didn't like dramatically stare out the window on a rainy day and sing speak now songs, like yeah. you weren't a Swifty. No, that was, that was just like my childhood. All of it. Debut, fearless, everything was just like you baby Emma. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. Good choices. Honestly, like I'm here for it. Were you able to, either go to Eras Tour or see the Eras Tour movie? No, I haven't. I was so upset. We, me and my cousin tried so hard to get tickets to Toronto, and we didn't. And then we tried so hard to, for tickets to Vancouver. It's not happened. No. Ugh, it could always happen last minute. I know people yeah. that got tickets, like, day of and just, like, I know that booked would be, it there and hoped for the best. Fly to Vancouver, fly to Toronto situation, just for, like, crossing your fingers, but... I mean, you know, if nothing else, you get a good little vacation out of it. <laughs> Seem like I've I've been to Vancouver, haven't been to Toronto. Vancouver's a fantastic city. I would not be mad about getting to have a little trip there. Yeah. Go to a Canucks game if it's you know if it's available. Yeah, I get Swift tickets. Go to Canucks game. I feel like that's you know what. Yeah, second best really yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, Emma, thank you so much. Do you want to go ahead and um, kind of give any social media plugs or anywhere that you want people to find you or follow you? Um, I just on Instagram, it's just emma.grace underscore 12. That's my Instagram. That's all I got. So yeah. Nice. Go check out her articles that she has in her little highlight bubble. I was kind of stalking your Instagram (laughs) last night, just being like, let's see what she's all about. So yeah. That's so cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me.